Welcome to the Printing Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher alongside Dick Briggs, ready to discuss high school and college wrestling from the last week and a little bit of a look ahead uh, to what might be coming up. Um, but, uh, uh, Coach, uh, you know, hard to believe we have tornadoes at the beginning of the week, winter storm coming up. Uh, hard to believe that we're in the middle of wrestling season, but uh, whether or not, get it, whether or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right in the thick things. Uh, yesterday, speak, speaking of the weather, I'm driving down to Solon to uh, to uh, referee a, a junior varsity tournament down there, and mm-hmm. I hear uh, the sirens go off on the radio, and they tornado warning, and it sounds like it's going in between Solon and my our house, KJ. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to Solon, checked it out, and it was actually co- more coming more towards our house. Uh, but uh, yeah, go figure. January. You know, middle of January, and we're having tornadoes. So yeah, yeah. kind of kind of interesting. So um, this last week, uh, let's just kind of start with the, the Big Ten. Uh, Iowa hosted uh, Northwestern on Friday night, uh, the three hundredth uh, duel at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Uh, it was kind of neat. Uh, see some a lot of the old faces um there to to kind of help uh, celebrate that i believe brooke simpson uh somebody that you know well uh was there and i believe i believe his pin of volker was voted the uh number one wrestling memory at carver hawkeye arena and if i'm not mistaken i think volker was also in attendance I thought I a picture of the both of them there. So maybe I'm wrong. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I know they've become close over the years, uh, both kind of uh, working together in in ministry and stuff. But that's kind of neat. I guess I didn't realize uh, uh, Eric Volker was there as well. Yeah, at least I saw a picture. I I just maybe I just assumed that it was taken at Garver. But now, is this the 300 overall duel or a 300 victory? Probably 300 overall. Overall. overall duel. Okay. Uh, the win over uh, Northwestern gave them uh, 276, I believe. So they're 276 and 24 all time at Carver. Man, how uh, impressive is that? Jeez. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, I, I guess what. What memories stand out to you before we talk about the duel really quick? Um, do you have any Carver memories or or anything like that uh, that really kind of stand out to you? Uh, I mean, I do, but there's so many moments during the Iowa history, wrestling history, that University of Iowa's history. So I have to go to the one that's personal to me. And that was the, the all-star meet that was held at the at Carver. It's not one of those 300 meets uh, uh, there, but it was, you know, the, the match with, with Mark Ironside and Kerry Colott. I mean, you know, with, with you know, personal uh, connection with Mark and I, a coach and an athlete, it was, and, and to know that Kerry Colott was the, the guy. I mean, he was the guy in wrestling. Yes. So talented and so explosive and, every, and just about everything. And then Mark just, you know, is the plugger. 
and just keep coming and coming and coming. The Energizer Bunny, whatever you want to call it, you know. And, and then it, that's the match. And to many, that's the greatest match they've ever seen. And and for me, it, it's hands down the, the best match I've ever seen. Yeah. So that's my memory. So here are the best moments um, uh, voted on by the fans. As we mentioned, uh, Brooke Simpson's pin over uh, Eric Volker. Number two is Terry Brands versus Jeff Prescott uh, in 1992. Um, Mark Ironside versus Kerry Colott, as you mentioned, even though not one of those uh, uh, Iowa duels per se, but uh, a moment in Carver Hawkeye Arena because it was held there. Um, and then you had uh, number four, Tony Ramos's win over Jordan Oliver, which uh, I did not see uh, Simpson and Volker in person. Um, pretty sure. Uh, I watched that on uh, Iowa Public Television. Um, but Ramos's win over Jordan Oliver, uh, definitely the loudest that I've ever heard Carver Hawkeye Arena um, in a duel. Um, and what was number five? Number five is Michael Kemmerer's win over Mark Hall, which was also an exceptional moment mm -hmm. uh, as well. Then they added number six was Spencer Lee's uh, uh, season debut against Iowa State earlier this season. But um, definitely for me, uh, the Ramos, there's like a trio of them. Uh, his two pins against Penn State in back-to-back -back seasons, the Jordan Oliver win was, was big. Um, Michael Kemmerer's win over uh, Mark Hall was huge. Um, Ironside's. Uh, win over Kerry Colott. That was big. I'm going to go back a long ways um, to the early 90s at the NCAA tournament. The two moments that really stand out to me there. Um, one was uh, Travis Pfizer um, knocking off, uh, I think it was Rex Holman or Coleman. Holman, I believe, Holman. Uh, because he was seated like one or two, and Pfizer knocked him off. And I just remember being there. I think I was a sophomore in high school. It was in 1991 um, NCAA championships. Um, I just remember being there with my older brother, uh, Larry. After he won, I mean, the whole section that we were sitting in, there were people didn't know him. They're Hawkeye fans, and we're just high, just absolutely just turning around. It was just like two or three minutes of high fiving each other, and um, and then it was Mark Ryland's win over Randall and the the chin whip. Um, when that happened, uh, you know, I I just remember that as clear as day. That was later on that same tournament, and of course it came after, uh, you know, watching Kerber, uh beat Terry Brands and, uh, you know, Tom Brands, I think beat Alan Freed that year um, in the finals, but that, uh, that chin whip. Um, and I think it came right after Tom Ryan losing to Pat Smith, almost, you know, gave Pat Smith a run for his money at 157. And then, uh, and I might be thinking of a different year, but I'm pretty sure it was that year. Uh, but anyway, it was that random in that chin whip. 
uh, to pin Randleman. And that, that by far is my favorite memory, even though it doesn't really kind of coincide with the duels. Um, right. But. And, and Kevin Randleman was, was, he was so built, built like a Bo Jackson sort of an athlete. I remember he would come out, I don't know if you remember this or not, but he would come out and he would jump. Remember he'd jump up and down, as, you know, he'd jump as high as he can, like two or three jumps. And I, and I always wanted the opponent to run underneath him when he did that. <laughs> 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 of course, it'd be on sports, but like, and they'd never do that. But, but right. I, in my mind, I was, you know, I had this sick thing that the guy would run underneath him and play mind games with him. <laughs> but uh, oh. so, you know, that's like, you know, Randleman was like Kerry Colott, you know, that unbeatable guy that, that, that Ryland pulls this the chin up out of his out of his uh pocket and pins yeah. that just like that and, and you know it, it it was so fitting too because uh you know mark was so gifted in greco-roman right um it, it was just fitting a, a move like that would uh he'd uncork that and and use that to to finish off an ncaa title run and yeah. You know, and, and there are others. I, I mean, I remember the Big Tens at uh, uh, at Iowa with with Ray Brinzer. Um, you know, there are plenty of uh, uh, matches with McElravey and and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, but I think those are those are my favorites. And of course, that the one the Ironside match. I mean that. Uh, I think that was that encompassed the whole state. You know what I mean? Uh, whether you're an Iowa wrestler, you and I, Iowa State doesn't matter. And I just Iowa wrestling, right? As a whole, were this blue collar, hardworking, tough nose. I mean, Mark was just kind of the epitome of kind of that blue collar, tough guy that you know just go after you and that's exactly what he did you know and he he broke a lot um you know and that was uh that was yeah that that was just something that i think just was really indicative of uh just an iowa wrestler not the university of iowa wrestler the state um and, th- and that's one of the reasons, other than the performance itself, that's another reason why that just uh, always was a highlight to me. Right. And so I, I was sitting in the stands that, that night with uh, a number of people, but with John Haggerty, my, my mm-hmm. time, uh, coaching com- comrade. Uh, and, uh, and I le- leaned over to Haggerty and I said, you know, it's kind of funny. These all-star meets, no one really knows who to cheer for when there's not an Iowa guy out there, right? And so it was kind of quiet, really up leading up until that match, and and uh, no one had cheered. And even after that match, it's it's kind of quiet again. But but uh, you know that. So then it comes out there, and Mark's such a likable guy. I mean, you, you, how do you dislike Mark Ironside? He just goes out and get, is a hammer and gets it done. And like you said, you've got to pull for guys like that that just they're not flim, you know, not showboaty and not anything like that. They just are tough and get after it. And, and uh and non-stop and and you could see and i again i leaned over to Haggerty about midway through that second period and i go so i go colette's got rubbery legs man and then you know, <laughs> I, I don't know he had quite a i remember a little bit of a lead wasn't it <clears throat> yeah one maybe or something to that effect and, and mark had to come back from and and uh um 
And I just said, this match isn't over. Why keep going? <laughs> and we'd watch Mark enough to know. And, and obviously, and, and uh, so, you know, that was, that was just a cool finish. So. Yeah. So, um, Iowa, um, as we, as we mentioned, came away with a win uh, over uh, Northwestern, you know, we thought this could be a kind of a close duel just with the way things matched up. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Iowa, outside of a, a couple weights, I thought looked pretty, pretty darn good. Agreed. And, you know, uh, other than, and, and still didn't have full lineup. Um, right. But um, they wrestled way a lot better, uh, obviously, than they had in the meet one and two meets prior to that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of maybe they wrestled their competition. I don't know. But, and I, I, we talked about it. We thought it would be a closer meet. And Iowa just really took it to Northwestern for the most part. And, uh, it was, it was interesting. I was, I was listening to uh, the Tom Brands interview with Ironside right after the meet and Brands was a high spirited and was up there, you know, kind of bouncing up the stairs. It sounded like it was there right away. And, and uh, they talked more about the, the polar plunge, you know, than anything, because he, <laughs> he was pretty excited about the, uh, about the meet, I think, and, and was uh, uh-huh. some really nice things about his athletes and, and uh, you know, still not there. And he was already looking forward to, Two weeks from now, the Penn State meet, which is you know kind of looking ahead, <laughs> but yeah, right. That could be dangerous, especially with uh, Nebraska. You know, Mark Manning will have uh, uh, those guys fired up coming into Carver on Friday. Um, some of the individual performances uh, from last uh, last Friday that kind of stood out uh, for me: Real Woods um, wrestling uh, Frankie Talchar. Um, who uh, was ranked six coming into that that meet? Um, got to take the shot right off the, uh, pretty much right off the whistle. Uh, had a takedown in the first ten seconds of the match, and then went to work on top. Um, got uh, uh, I believe, uh, three turns in the first period, rode him the whole, the rest of the 250 and got three turns, was up 14, nothing at the end of the first, you could kind of see, uh, you know, Woods probably hasn't, uh, had a lot of mat time. You can kind of see things slow down, the uh, the final two periods, he came away with a 17, two technical fall still, um, after he got a riding time point, um, at the end of the match, but, uh, Real Woods looked uh, uh, pretty good, especially building that early lead. Right. I, I have a nephew out in California that was watching it, and he he was texting me back and uh, said, uh, um, he says, looks like he's been been uh, wrestling with Spencer Lee in the room with, with the <laughs> So I don't know if that's a fact or not, but but uh, he had some nice nice turns for sure. Um, you know, Kobe Seabrick with a big win. Uh, you know, he had uh, a couple takedowns against number nine, Trevor Trumbly. Uh, it's good to see him bounce back. You know, he had that loss to Michael Carr uh, the Friday before, didn't wrestle against Purdue, um, but came back, and that was a good win for Kobe Seabrecht, who, who looked pretty good um, with a couple takedowns. Um, 
you know, Patrick Kennedy, uh, Nelson Brands. I like the way Nelson Brands finished. Abe Assad looked good in the major um, as well at 184. And, and the way, uh, you know, Iowa closed things with Tony Cassiope and Spencer Lee, boy, those were those were kind of the exclamation uh, points on the duel with Cassiope uh, getting a 3-2 win over number four, Lucas Davison, and, and Lee pinning uh, number three, Michael D'Augustino. So uh, you were in the arena. So tell me, how many people left before the last match? Uh, not not too many, actually. I was going to say, I don't think probably many. Yeah, it's not like a normal heavyweight where, guy, where people are kind of walking up to the concourse so they could get out and beat traffic or anything like that. Right. Well, another comment I'm, I'm with the Seabrook, it, it, it's nice to see the Lisbon grads, Seabrook and Kale Happel at UNI doing really well. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Lisbon's got a lot to be proud of for sure at the college level. Very nice. No, for sure. For sure. Kale's had a heck of a season. Um, Kobe's uh, really has kind of fortified his spot there at 157. Um, kind of looking more complete, not just uh, not just trying to hit big moves, even though, like you said, after the match or after the meet, you know, he still works really well out of scrambles and likes scoring out of that. But uh, I know there's uh, there's work uh, being done to where he has a go-to move and um, that'll only make him better. One of the things that stands out, Cassiope, you know, he, he's so big, but he's he's gone through a transformation where, you know, he's always wrestled like kind of a lower weight. He liked to like to roll around and and do things. We've seen his body kind of transform a little bit to where he's a lot more muscular than he was as a freshman. Maybe some of that's just um, maturation, but his athleticism in that match against Davison. Davison got in on two really, really good take shot attempts, right? Cassiope was able to fend those off. Um, and I'm pretty sure with leg elevated uh, for one of them, if not both, but found a way, you know, his, his athleticism, I think, is something that might get overlooked a little bit with uh, the way he's able to to kind of muscle some people around. I agreed, and and uh, you know, remember that transformation that he made over the summer? That was, I mean, he did a good job and worked hard at that. So, and and now to to go with that athleticism, you know, it's a, and then obviously it was a smaller body at first. Now he's, you know, he's he's still you know still one of the smaller. Well, he's not. The smallest, but one of the smaller bodies in there, but but uh, very oh, authentic. So, I mean, that, he makes it work. He's a, does a great job with it, and that's a tough win. It's three versus four. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. he had a nice explosive uh, high crotch and and finished, you know, in the third period when he needed to. So, you know, really showed, you know, he's he's kind of a pretty versatile heavyweight. Um, so. That's a good win for for Tony um, Spencer Lee, man. I tell you what, um, I I don't know I don't know if 
it might be silly to say maybe a fire has been lit, kind of lit under him a little bit. Maybe he's just just upped his game now that he's healthy. You know, maybe now he's just healthier finally, and we're seeing just how dominant he is at you know at full speed. But what he's done the last couple. You know, last couple of weeks, what he did to Ramos coming back, uh, how he just just destroyed D'Agostino, really, in a short amount of time. Um, boy, he looks it's just like he's uh, uh, kind of on a cheat code on a video game a little bit. <laughs> you know, I was thinking that myself. Spencer, before injury so before his last national championship he was just kind of rustling for fun it seemed like he was just having fun out there just rust, he's just just going and you know then he had that long period off you know for recovery and then mm-hmm. and then he um uh so you know here then he's just kind of feeling it out early in the season this year the little bit that he got on the mat and then when he at the, at the soldier salute when when that you know that championship match happened I get, I get the feeling that he's he's uh, he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder, mm-hmm. and that's a and it's and that's that. a good thing. It's like he's wrestling with a chip on his shoulder, and he's he's like ticked it. Maybe the, you know still carrying that chip from that. Maybe you know maybe I don't think he's upset with the coaches, but who knows where he might direct this at? And, and it, wherever it's getting directed, keep doing it, man, because <laughs> he's. <laughs> You know, when he was having fun, he was, he was great, man. This guy's out there for the pin. He's out there for the blood. Now. I don't think he wants a tech fall or anything like that. He's, he's going to go for the, not that he didn't before, but I mean, really just bearing down and, and even when it's over showing a little bit of uh, celebratory, you know, and, and uh, pointing and doing some other things that maybe he had, wouldn't have done earlier. So I like it. Yep. The second time uh, he has pinned four consecutive opponents. So he has four straight pins. Uh, the last time he had four uh, pins in a row, it was his first four matches of the 20, um, 2020-21 season. So that's uh, uh, that's saying quite a bit. And I want to say uh, that was number 46 in a row. So I think he's working on He's got a 46-match uh, win streak, which is tied for ninth. Uh, longest uh, in the Iowa program history. Nice. Yeah. I'm you know, he's, surprised it's that short, but yeah, I guess he did have one in there, didn't he? <laughs> yep, and he's got a, he's got another ranked, uh, you know, he's he's doing it against guys that, uh, you know, are, are ranked guys, too. You know, these are top 10 guys. Um you know, we mentioned uh, D'Agostino, um, Ramos. Uh, you know, he's got another one coming up this weekend, um, Friday night when they host Nebraska. Um, we can talk uh, about uh, that real, uh, really quickly. Um, Nebraska was six ranked wrestlers, um, according to the latest uh, win rankings. Um, four in the top eight, and of course one of those uh, 
Liam Cronin, um, who's uh, number seven right now at 125. But um, still kind of expect uh, a little bit of the same there from uh, from Spencer Lee. Maybe he can pin his way through the top 10 ranked kids. <laughs> was it last week, number 10. Uh, or, uh, and then uh, against Northwestern, number three, number three. And, you know, he's just, yeah. So, you know, uh, another thing, I guess the reason it, it's not as long as I thought, that 2021 season was that abbreviated season where they only wrestled in the Big Ten and started in January. And Right. It was a, a much shorter season. So that's, that's probably why that's it. Lower number than I would have thought. Yep. Uh, so, uh, one of the other matchups, you know, we're uncertain is who we'll see actually, um, you know, but uh, two ranked guys at 141 with uh, uh, Real Woods uh, of Iowa. He's number two. And then uh, Nebraska has uh, Brock Hardy, who's climbed to fourth in the win rankings. Uh, a sophomore, so that uh, could be one of the big ones. At 157, Nebraska has has top-ranked Peyton Robb. Um, so a, a good test if we see Kobe uh, Seabrecht again this week. Um, at one uh, at 174, you've got Mikey Labriola um, possibly against Nelson Brand. So uh, that would be a real good gauge to see to see where uh, um, Brands is, uh, where he's at right now. Um, he's coming off uh, two wins, so uh, we'll see there. So basically, um, KJ, those two, Nebraska is favored in those two, ranking-wise. And then mm -hmm. depending on what happens at 41, Nebraska would be you know, favored there, and they might even be still uh, – I mean, I, it, you know, three else there than that, but, but uh, it's still going to be a close match. And then we're not done yet. Later on in the meet, some matchups. Um, yeah, you know, at 184, uh, you've got Lenny Pinto um, and uh, Abe Assad. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's two ranked wrestlers uh, there as well. You know, 197. Uh, if uh, Jacob Warner goes, he should be heavily favored. Um, and then Tony Cassiope um, doesn't have a ranked opponent at heavyweight. So um, those are your uh, kind of your key matchups, I guess, or, or – Notable matchups. Nebraska doesn't have a ranked wrestler at 165. So uh, definitely it'll be key for Iowa to, you know, win those matches uh, that you're, that they're favored in. Um, just kind of looking here. One of the things, uh, you know, Max Mirren kind of dropped uh, a little bit after the loss to Yaya Thomas. Kind of interesting, you know, one of the things they were talking – you know, he was talking about uh, this week when we did a feature was, you know, uh, Terry Brands had a little heart-to-heart -heart talk with them after last year, and you should never lose a match 
giving up only one takedown. Um, and now we've seen that happen, uh, just coincidentally happen against Yaya Thomas just a few days after he, he said that. Um, you know, and then uh, uh, we know that Panero Johnson was a, a similar type uh, of a loss um, for him. And we'll see if he can turn things around here uh, against Nebraska. Thought they had a, a wrestler in the top 20 at uh, 149, but they did not. Right. So, and Mirren, we talked about that last week, you know, about putting more points on the board. And even in this loss, he put some points on the board. Um, you know, Thomas is a, well, I guess three to two, but Thomas is a good, is a good, he's very athletic. Yeah. Much like Johnson, like, like you mentioned, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to Seabrick and, and Brands. This is a good opportunity for those two guys to knock some higher rank uh, wrestlers and put themselves even higher up on the, uh, in the, on the ladder there in the rankings. So I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to those two matches for sure. Yeah. You know, and we'll get a look and, and see, uh, you know, if they're consistent, you know, put uh, matches together, not just one good match and then, you know, kind of drop down a little bit. You can wrestle at a high level for uh, a consistent um, stretch of matches. So we'll, we'll see that. Uh, this Friday it starts at eight o'clock at uh, Carver Hawkeye Arena. I'm not sure how I like the late night uh, late night starts. Well, at least you don't have a, a a deadline right on your tail. So I mean, right, right in the story as the meet's going on, I suppose, like in the right. past. Yeah. So, um, well, let's take a look at uh, the Big Twelve this last week. Not a lot of action. Both Iowa State. And you and I went to uh, Orem, Utah to face Utah Valley, both with uh, dominant wins. But um, I don't know. I really, uh, I really like the way the Panthers uh, kind of took care of business out there. Right. And I like the way both of them did, but the Panthers really, uh, I thought, looked good. But yeah, both teams, Iowa State, wrestling really well right now and showing it there, you know. Iowa State ranked uh, number three. That's you can't. That's pretty darn good behind Penn State and Iowa. And then, mm -hmm. then uh, you and I fifteenth. I, and I suspect that's going to float through throughout the season. That you know, you and I hopefully will climb a little bit higher. And and uh, then obviously the tournament rankings are a little bit different. But but uh, both teams did exceptionally well out there. That, and uh, um, you and I. Uh, I just something, and maybe I'm reading into this. They didn't have a 97 pounder in the lineup. I, I I'm reading that in, in to say that, that, uh, Glosser, right. Is it Glosser that's been wrestling Glosser's there injured or something's going on there. And they didn't want to put Wyatt Volker in there and pull off a red shirt. It, and it seemed probably unnecessary for this duel. They could give up six and not have it be an issue. So, Maybe looking forward if that's in fact the issue where Glossers hurt and and they maybe they insert Volker, but I guess they have four of them that they can do that with, can't they? And still not lose his red shirt. So, yeah, we'll I'm a little confused on those rules uh, too. And if there was like a, a certain date where you can't use those, I don't think there is. 
So I think he he would have been clear. I wonder if it was something that was late and you know, kind of after the fact uh, with them traveling out there and they just didn't have a body. Um, not exactly sure, um, but it, um, it would make sense now. So I could see both sides of having a date. You know, the the pot, the one side of having a, a a date cutoff date would be that the person you're going to put in there to wrestle in your in your tournaments now you can compare them in those last you know four or five whatever duels. Whereas if you're inserting a guy that's going to redshirt that guy that's going to wrestle for you doesn't get the competition. Is that yeah? That kind of makes sense. Anyway, right. And then uh, and then, but then to not you know I sure like not having one too. <laughs> right. Uh, kind of interesting, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, obviously, the the one, the the dual rankings that really stand out, uh, the National Wrestling Coaches and Association, you know, those are, those are the premier dual, dual rankings, and that's what most people go by, but just um, looking at this week's uh, Win Magazine dual rankings, Win has Northern Iowa up to uh, as high as eighth. Um, in duels, so you've got you and I at eight, Iowa State at three, and Iowa at two. Um, I think that makes a lot, of, a lot of Iowans happy seeing all three teams um, considered, uh, uh, you know, top ten dual programs right now. That's cool. I mean, but that's kind of the rankings. There's you and I anywhere from eighth to fifteenth in the rankings. Right. You know, <laughs> You know, you know those top three sound good to me, and I like that eighth one. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's some of those teams back and forth, and it's always about matchups. And, and oh yeah, they don't have a dual championship. So I mean, every other division does, but not Division One. So um, it's all yeah. it's all kind of speculation, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but uh, you know, you and I. Uh, they were able to post up some bonus points, uh, you know, Kyle Biscaglia uh, with a fall at 133. Colin um also had a pin at 49. Um, you had Parker Kekeisen with the pin at uh, 187. Um, Austin Yant with a major decision at 165. But one of the things that uh, – that kind of caught my attention, even though it wasn't a victory for them. Uh, Lance Runyon back in the lineup at 174. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, uh, Runyon's been out, so this is his kind of his re entry or whatever you want to call it. And uh, he, I mean, it's a tough match. Uh, Demetrius Romero, who I think was an All American last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, He's a quality wrestler, ranked seventh right now and eight and eleventh and a couple of different polls. And so uh you know, Runyon wrestled him tough, but but uh just not good enough to win. And who knows, maybe that you know that time that he was out was a was a factor in the match as well. Yeah. And just having him in the lineup uh uh hopefully he has a chance to keep building and uh, I think that helps their uh uh that strength strengthens uh, the Panthers, Panthers, obviously, um, having him in there. So, of course, he wrestled, like I think you mentioned, uh, wrestled uh, 
Utah Valley's top uh, guy, uh, pretty good competitor. You know, works with uh, Ethan Lofthouse so quite a bit. So uh, Iowa State, you know, they had kind of similar results as well. Um, they won 31-9 instead of 34-9 like the Panthers. Um, they had falls at 133 as well with Zach uh, Redding. Of course, David Carr made quick work of uh, Danny Snedeker at 165. Um, and then at 184, you had Marcus Coleman um, with a fall as well. So uh, pretty similar results. Uh, heavyweight Sam Schuler had a major decision for the Cyclones. Um, and I think that was it for uh, for for bonus. And, and then at 174, you know, uh, that was another one that Utah Valley won with uh, Demetrius uh, Romero again. So um, that just shows he's kind of the leader of that bunch. But uh, Iowa State looked impressive going out there as well. Right, and they had uh, they had three out of their lineup, and remain they may remain to have. Uh, 125 out uh, were, uh, um, you know, uh, actually two of their guys are hurt with Kabambam and uh, and uh, Tarakina. So right. what's going on there? And you know, they they did not win any of those three uh, matches where they had their varsity out. Not that they would beat Romero anyway, but but uh, so um, you know, I don't know what's going on there. You'll have that people out of the lineup, injuries, dinged up, sickness. Um, so hopefully they'll be at full strength. But in two weeks, we got some power coming. I know we'll probably talk about that next week. Just as a little teaser, big, uh, coming to UNI and Iowa State, or Oklahoma and Oklahoma State on various nights. And Oklahoma right. State is in uh, three Big, big Ten champions, or Big 12 champions. And then uh, two of those are all Americans. You know, Dayton Fix, obviously, is a runner-up. Uh, and then uh, uh, Caden Gefeller at 49. And then... Uh, at 74, Dustin Plott, who was at sixth in, in the Nationals last year. So uh, it's going to be some fun wrestling in two weeks, I guess, with those two teams. They'll be awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. You got Oklahoma State um, at UNI um, on, uh, I believe that's uh, Friday, or no, that's Saturday, um, January 28th. Uh, then Oklahoma is at Cedar Falls on Sunday the 29th. And then, uh, then and obviously, uh, well, Oklahoma will be at uh, Iowa State on Friday the 27th, Oklahoma State uh, at Hilton on the 29th. So kind of interesting there, Oklahoma State going back-to-back -back Saturday, Sunday between Cedar Falls and Ames, Oklahoma doing the Friday, Saturday, uh, Friday, Sunday. Um, Uh, trip, right? So, Oklahoma having a day in between Oklahoma State going back to back. You know, and as casual listener, people probably don't realize it's there's a weight factor there. So if you're holding your weight down uh, for the next day, that can be a factor that night. You know, for, so you know that, that that could be a little bit of an issue there. But on the other hand, it prepares them for the national tournament where they they have to do that to do that back to back. So, um, and if you remember last year, you and I pulled off the improbable going down into to Stillwater and beating number three ranked uh, Oklahoma State. And right. I think that's the first time, if I remember right, that you and I has beaten 
Oklahoma State in Stillwater. So that was cool. So hopefully they can keep the string going of wins over the Cowboys. Uh, one other thing to note, too, Oklahoma State's wrestling uh, in Cedar Falls at 7 p.m. Saturday night and then turning around for a 2 p.m. Uh, duel in Ames. Um, not not bad, really. Uh, you kind of think about it. That might mimic, uh, you know, kind of the Big 12 tournament a little bit. Um, so a good way to kind of get guys uh, done with a match and kind of refocus, make weight for the next morning, and then, you know, kind of get right back to it. So might mimic the postseason a little bit uh, for Oklahoma State. Yeah. So what do you think about having the week off right in the middle of the season? Um, you know, uh, both Iowa, Iowa State wrestled uh, Friday and Saturday. And then, you know, you're waiting two weeks, just about 13 days uh, before having another competition kind of right smack in the middle. I think it's uh, I think it's kind of a good idea for for those two teams right i don't i don't disagree with it because if you'll remember during the holiday break all three of the schools had competition of some kind or other if they chose to participate in it you know the right. soldier salute the uh um southern scuffle southern scuffle yeah and so uh and even the uh uh well i guess that was earlier um but anyway so they had uh um Competition. So now is not a bad time to have a break, I don't think, because you've still got a long run. High school is starting to make, you know, see the end with tournaments, you know, approaching, but college doesn't, I mean, the national tournament and, and the qualifiers are in March and it's only middle right. of January. So that's a long season. It doesn't, you know, some people look at the calendar and go, wow, it's only five weeks or whatever. Five weeks is a long time when you're killing your body and wrestling. So. Right. Right. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears um, to uh, D two. Uh, uh, Upper Iowa had a little bit of a road trip uh, this last weekend, right? Right, they're up to Moorhead, Minnesota. Man, is that up there? That's across <laughs> from Fargo. And the only thing above that is Grand Forks, and and they're all out of the way for sure. So yeah. But then, if that's not bad enough, then you got to go to Northern State, which is on the other side of the North, North Dakota. And, <laughs> Is it North Dakota, South Dakota? It's on the western end, anyway. I believe North Dakota, and uh, uh, so that's a long road trip for the for the Peacocks. But they did well. They had they beat handled North uh, Moorhead thirty four to nine, and and Northern State twenty six to ten. So uh, good good road trip for them. Yep, and uh, the Peacocks are six and two overall, um, and two and zero oh in the the Northern Sun. Uh, Conference, of course, uh, they'll be leaving the, the conference uh, uh, in a year or two. Um, but, you know, this is a good, this is a good Peacock team. And, um, you know, they did it. They did a really nice job at the, the national duels, uh, followed it up with uh, a couple nice uh, uh, dual victories. Um, you know, th things get tougher, uh, you know, down the road where you've got, uh, I think, two of their last three duels is St. Cloud State and, and Minnesota State. Parkside's in there. So some, some tougher battles down the road. But right now, you and I, or Upper Iowa's wrestling uh, pretty well. Yep, having a good time. So a lot to look forward to. Um, 
why don't I rotate into Division Three and can mm -hmm. pretty much cover everything with uh, not going too far west of here or uh, east of here to to uh, Mount Vernon to the uh, Cliff Keen, Mike Duro, uh, Classic Invitational, whatever. Uh, so the teams that were there were that, uh, of interest were uh, and then in this order, placing first Co. Co College and then Augustana was second, Cornell third, Fortburg fourth, Loris fifth, and Luther was sixth. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the teams don't bring their varsity to this tournament, and uh, becomes kind of a a, a, a real good, uh, I guess, grounds to see the, the the youth in the in the programs and see where they're at with that and how their development is coming. But uh, mm -hmm. Co Co took their their lineup and did a great job. But they had two hundred fourteen and a half to Augsburg's one hundred fifty four and a half, and then Cornell was way down at at a hundred and seventeen and a half. So, um, and so some of the results, Co had four champs, uh, Kate Hornback at 25, Will Esmoyle at 60, 65 from West Liberty. I like to mention all our Iowa high school kids. Uh, Tristan Oswald at 184 from Washington, and Caleb Rees from Sigourney, champ at 285. Good to see him back in the lineup after his injury. So um, he came back for the national, but he hadn't wrestled prior to that. Uh, second for the Co was uh, Alex Friddle and Lindmar's Bryce Park. West Delaware's Jared Voss. And then in third, Jaden Moore of Benton Community was third. Riley Wright from Denver Tripola. And then Matt Arsenal was also third at uh, at 97. So Cohawks had a good, good showing. Good balance showing, yeah. And then and then Cornell. Like saying this, their top former was Jacob Scherzer from Sierra. Yep. My last last Old guy. Hawk. <laughs> and then Casey Allen was also second. And then uh, third place was uh, Gabe Smith. And I talked to Coach Ham, went down and watched one of their practices not too long ago. And uh, he and Coach Happel are very high on, on this Gabe Smith. He's out of Washington, state of Washington. He was third okay. freshman at 157. And then uh, Warburg had one champion, Kyler Romero. They had a one a second, uh, one runner up, and then two thirds. And then uh, Loris. Uh, you mentioned this before. Zeb Gnaida was a champion. He was from <coughs> Solon and was a uh, voted the Arc Wrestler of the Week, as you mentioned. And then uh, they had uh, seven that the uh, place in the top eight. And then Luther had uh, a second in the in Walter West at two eighty five. And then they had eight in the top eight. And uh, looking forward to this weekend, the the Arc Conference host their arc duels. So they split the conference in half as much as you can when you have an odd number. Yeah. <laughs> so you have four and where they're all over. Right. You have four teams in one spot and five teams in another. And uh, I'm not, I'm, I actually not sure what the location this year, but uh, on the one, one half, you've got Warburg, Buena Vista, Central and, and University of Dubuque. And on the other, you have Luther, Loris, Coe, Simpson and, North, and Nebraska Wesleyan. And they'll all wrestle each other in duels. So on the one side, you'll get three duels. Each team will get three duels. And on the other one, each team will get four duels. So, so I'll take a look and see uh, where these are at. Uh, the location for uh, each site here. Um, uh, I think uh looks wait. like UD will host uh will be one host. Uh looks like Simpson and Luther um 
will be there. Uh, Coe is there as well. Oh, and so is Nebraska Wesleyan, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, this is on the ARC site. Kind of interesting what they'd send Nebraska Wesleyan to Dubuque, and yet Storm Lake, uh, Buena Vista will host. Um, actually, it might be Loris that's uh, hosting because they have Dubuque and Wartburg wrestling at Storm Lake. So Loris must be hosting. Buena Vista must be hosting. Um, and at Buena Vista, you've got Central, Wartburg, um, and UD. So um, kind of interesting that they're kind of crisscrossing a couple schools, but um, yeah, you know. But I suppose those schools in the area, um, you know, the travel short enough that they uh, they wrestle those guys in the regular season anyway. So I'm gonna be sad that I won't get to miss what's the what's the mascot's name at uh, at BV the Beaver that's out front there Buford Buford T Beaver Buford T I want these Buford I'll get to visit Buford. Yep. <laughs> that's a neat neat little statue or whatever you call it out there though. Yep <laughs> Yep he's uh, he's a staple in Storm Lake for sure So yeah so those are those are interesting I remember coming to. The co, um, or back then they called it the Iowa Small College Duels, even though essentially it was just the um, Iowa Conference schools getting together, so you didn't have to travel so much um, for weekly duels and stuff like that. Kind of knock out a handful of them at a time. So, um, yeah, those will be uh, those will be some good ones to keep an eye on um, this weekend. Okay. Um, any uh, any last words uh, on the college uh, on the college front? I think we got her covered. You know, you can check out uh, the Gazette coverage uh, at thegazette.com. Uh, just like to thank everybody for watching us each week. We really appreciate it and appreciate the support. Make sure to come up and say hi to us if you see us uh, out at events and. And stuff like that and uh go ahead coach send us out with uh uh why it's uh why it's message for wrestling let's keep wrestling on the move get a daily update from the gazette with our daily news podcast add it to your podcast player or your alexa friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day check it out at thegazette.com podcasts